Welcome to the Recovery Mile, a podcast where we discuss all things substance use and mental health from a professional, practical, and personal perspective. I'm Tommy Morris, Director of Business Development at 12 Oaks Recovery, and with me as always is the one and only Dixie Gras, Clinical Director at 12 Oaks Recovery. Okay, so I got to tell you about these things I bought. Ready? Okay, so bubble wrap. There's like this thing like, oh, they're not supposed to pop anymore because like that's what you do with bubble wrap because it's amazing. Why is it not supposed to pop? I don't know. They're supposed to make it to where it doesn't pop anymore. Google it. It's a thing. It's ridiculous. My daughters love bubble wrap. Exactly. But listen, I'm going to show you. I wish I would have bought it now because I totally didn't realize what we were going to be talking about till. uh, Wow. It happened. So (laughs) here we are. My sister actually found them on um, Amazon or something. It was she's part of one of those family. Hey, get it. Wicked cheap website doodads so i found it and they're a bubble pop simulator and they're made of silicone and it literally after you kind of work them in a little bit it's like bubble wrap and it's completely reusable i found them on amazon for like four reusable bucks. bubble they're wrap. reusable it's like a four by four little square doodad you gotta send me the link dude yes legit my kids would love that i got two of them and they're cute they're like teal they're like a pretty <laughs> like a pretty color and um, that's important it's uh for girls yeah you know they're not going to carry around something ugly but it really colors and stuff like that definitely make things you know more ease of use i guess more easily usable but i had them on my desk and i'm literally sitting there and they're like (laughs) people come in they're like poking (laughs) it and and like working it back and forth and i had given some to some patients who you know just just to try them out i wanted to see before i bought quite a few of them if they were worth it or not but it turned not to be like four bucks a square a little you know poppy square and yeah lots of great feedback i'm like oh my god and they don't make a whole lot of noise um you know pin clickers and stuff like that oh my god makes so much noise those are annoying it's annoying it makes you it makes you go crazy but it's stress relief which is here we are great segue into what we're going to talk about (laughs) a very appropriate topic for this morning (laughs) oh my god actually a topic we just decided to talk about this morning so that's how um, it just works out with me though because i'm like always used to hear oh what are we talking about in group today i don't know so, so do you need like a wall of bubble wrap today? Is no. that the way your day is going? No. You're just going to throw, throw your whole oh body up God. against the wall? No. Pop the bubble wrap? <laughs> just running. Like those just Velcro like, things, like the Velcro right? Thing. Yeah, just boom. <laughs> no. No. Oh, my God. But yeah, you totally got to send me that link. And we will put it in the show notes. Brothers, yeah. Because I think that's awesome. That's a great I, tool. It, it was a good tool. It was a really good tool. Because like, okay. So stress is, stress is, you know, we know stress can kill us literally cause heart problems body problems digestive problems all mental fog all sorts of stuff right it just wreaks havoc on our body and then the funny thing about humans is we get so accustomed to being in a zone of comfort and like once we have a way of moderating our stress i think we start for a, a lot of us look for other things to add to it which is hysterical to me because we're like, oh no, I'm good. I'm floating along. I'm doing okay. And then the next thing you know, oh, I have an hour of my day. Let me cram it full of an activity because I can't sit still. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if that, I mean, I wonder if that's an American culture thing. Helena, so Helena says that one thing she's noticed in American culture is that if we have an empty space in the house, we tend to want to put something there, right? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's maybe, indicative of our maybe soul. Maybe it is reflective of our lives, right? Like it's like, it oh, is. I have some empty space here. Instead of enjoying that or relishing in having that, yes. let me fill it with something. Yeah. <laughs> it's and and it's interesting that she says it because she is, I believe, a hundred percent true. And I think this goes back to us and not necessarily like flamboyance. I don't think it's that. I think it's really about a manifestation of joy in material items. And, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily the biggest, fanciest thing. I don't think that's how it started. I think it's just having a chair to sit in instead of on the floor. And then that just kind of was reinforced over and over and over again on time. So whenever it's the less is more and the negative space. So if you think of art, right, the negative space or the space in which nothing is, is just as important as the positive space, right? And so people will see a piece of art and there's like a dot on it. And they're like, why does it mean so much? (laughs) And it's because it's messing with our brains. We have a compulsion to put something there. And so it really is that kind of dichotomy of a house full of stuff and a house full of nothing because we hear it as nothing and it's it's you know it's not actually the dot make messing with our minds it's actually all of the unused canvas that is messing with our minds we're like there's so much canvas left there exactly why exactly so it's it's really an interesting thing and so the in quote emptiness which it isn't empty it was purposely put there can cause us stress and so whenever we become so accustomed to this i always have to look at am i looking for something to fill my time i yeah because my brain is always working always always working always solving and it could create chaos you know when i don't have anything going on so i have had to find skills i jokingly say as a therapist if i had a dollar for every time i say coping skills i'd just be rolling in it so it's little things that um you don't realize work we'll get to the pin clickers here in a minute so in in your hand you got to remember how many nerve endings are in your hand like so many um so sensitive and we we have a tendency to not think about it very much but we can use that to our advantage see you can hear i got my my post-its y'all hear that so my pin clickers here you ready we're gonna do it this is my dad my dad is a pin clicker do it clicking pins dude drives me nuts same here's the funny part about my pin clickers is i actually ask them if they enjoy the sound and all of them say no for the most part they don't like the sound and the sound is not what they like the sound actually they don't even hear anymore it's the pressure of the pin right if, if you can like i'm doing it right now but i'm not even clicking it that is what's enjoyable it's the resistance of the spring and the top of the pin yeah that is is like <laughs> it's like when they, they taught you about um when you're in a stressful event and they say you know squeeze your hands squeeze your hands yeah. tense, tense your muscles yeah focus on your muscles exactly. tensing up and then release them that is a very kind of like minor or small scale yes of that same that's tension. exactly right yeah it's it's a it's a little form of muscle relaxation and then what you're talking about is progressive muscle relaxation for sure because going back to our hands you know we use them so much so you were talking about squeezing your fist and then you know i tell individuals to not pop your knuckles you know i don't do that but like some people do you know that's another way they try to cope with certain situations because it relieves the pressure in their hands but it's also how you're squeezing your fingers so you'll see a lot of people kind of folding their hands together and applying pressure to the outside that's another way they're trying to cope and ground themselves essentially right that is kind of where i want to segue of if you think of it like a seesaw 
Okay. Your stress is on one end. And so you got stress on one end and coping skills on the other end. You have to need to want to have your coping skills match what the stress level is. So if you're doing one thing and it's not working, you're going to continuously experience the stimuli. Just period. It's just the way it is. So this is where it's like, oh, what are your skills? Use your skills. Okay. One of those situations are I am feeling some kind of way. So right now, me just sitting here and my stress is probably, if I could scale it 10 being the worst, maybe a six, maybe a six. I mean, baseline's kind of four just naturally. So, I mean, maybe six right now. So whenever we're talking about just kind of getting it back down there, keeping it down, some people in certain situations like being at work, work at high stress jobs. You might be a four at home, seven at work, right? So keeping it down. So I'm swaying back and forth naturally. Yeah, I squirrel a little bit. I look at some other stuff, but it increases. I start reaching for other things I need to do. I'm looking for my notepad. I'm looking for if I need to, if I'm a doodler, do I need to doodle? Do I need to take a walk? Do I need to do something? All of these I could do at work, right? Every single yeah. one of them. Yeah. The The thing is, is I don't think that they are normalized enough sometimes. You know, we feel like we're, we're locked in to our office and we're locked into sitting still certain situations and our stress what happens to our stress if that happens it continues to go up right oh yeah because it's like a pressure cooker it's like no time out literally five minutes shut the door yeah i think that's important because i think a lot of times when we think about stress relief we think about big things right we think about like what am i going to do at the end of the day when i get home to deal with this stress relief right like it's uh i'm going to go work out i'm going to go to the gym i'm going to do this i'm going to do that i mean in the worst case scenarios people are turning to substance use or something right where it's i'm going to go drink this away or I'm going to do that. It's important to understand the little things throughout the day, the kind of more maintenance type things or things like you're saying that you can do right there at your desk, right in your office that can provide some temporary relief. So I think that's good. Yeah. And, and so a lot of times like uh, the gym, the gym's a great one. All right. So it's, it's difficult though, because sometimes whenever um, you're so stressed out and you're stressed out to that degree all the time, you, you kind of get the fatigue that follows. Okay. So stress, 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 you get home, crash crash and burn. And you can't, I'm going to say you can't go to the gym because you physically are unable to do so. You literally fall asleep. You don't eat, you don't drink, you don't shower. What does that sound like? That sounds like a complete and total meltdown of your entire system. Done. I'm done. And so you you can't get out of that. So it's it's just one of those situations where it, it's important to to recognize where you are with yourself. So really bad about this. I mean, for the longest time, I'm gonna throw myself under the bus. It's like, no, I'm <laughs> fine. And and you know, it's the comic. We're sitting there with a coffee cup and the house is on fire. No, I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Bro, you ain't fine. Like everything is burning down. But then we're back to how else can we cope with this? Okay. So I only went through a couple of coping skills because my goodness, there's so many. I mean, we can list hundreds coloring, crocheting, exercising, walking, playing with your dog, the sports. Yeah. You know, TV, yeah, ton, watching tons a movie. Of outlet, outlets. Oh my goodness. Yeah. A gazillion. And and you don't really even have to go anywhere to do them. Because we were we were talking about COVID before before we actually kicked everything on here because you know a lot of a lot of things were like, oh get out and about and do this, that you you always can't right now. So Right. Yeah. So I think that's so one of the things I wanted to ask you is the the difference. You know, we've done an episode on anxiety before. Mm-hmm. And so what do we see in the differences 
between anxiety or like Mm -hmm. an anxiety disorder versus stress and maybe more like like a daily stress or kind of a very common stress that everybody faces so it's kind of a catch-22 all right so the naturally anxious person okay a person with an anxiety disorder will feel anxiety when it's the most quote unquote calm of situations they are the overthinkers. They are the before I go to sleep, I, I have to think about everything tomorrow. They're the perfectionists. They're they're those type of, of peeps, right? That is different than a person, okay, who doesn't have an anxiety disorder and might have a big presentation coming up at work and they have to plan for that or graduation um, in college for their kiddo, a wedding, something like that, very situational type things or have a high level stress job like a police officer. Um, They're stressed all the time, have to be vigilant. So they're very different based off situation and biology. Yeah. And so how to mitigate the stress is very similar for both, but it goes back to, well, the pathology for one uh, is obviously being different from the other. Yeah. Very situational for stress. Right. And we had, I think we had talked before about, you know, that time frame of how long something lasts. Right. But I think that one of the things that we can agree on is that, Across the board, stress has impacted everybody. We we were kind of talking about it before we we went on air, but in the last year and a half, I mean, there was so many what I would say uh, stressors. You know, between the COVID pandemic, that you know quarantine that followed up with that, the whole political climate, uh, a lot of racial things that came up in the last year. There were people who lost jobs, lost money, kids not being in school and parents having to figure out how do I, you know, still work and yet be able to take care of my kids because they have to be home now. And how do I do that? And how do I work virtually? And how do we do virtual school? And it's just in the last year and a half, it feels like there have been many more common stressors among people right like shared exactly like like it's not isolated like it's it's there are these larger scale things that we all relate to right and right, so exactly but not everybody you know not everybody comes out of that with like full-blown anxiety but we all face the same stress right and and you know you kind of alluded to it earlier that you know one of the issues is that when you look at things shutting down or right. the inability to go places some of our stress relief was also taken in that which i think kind of you know, exacerbated the the situation, right? Like if you normally go to the gym to deal with stress, but now the gyms are all shut down because right. of, of COVID, mm-hmm. then you've lost that. Or we can't go out and socialize the same way. You can't always gather around food with people and, and kind of talk things out and laugh and joke and break bread because, you know, restaurants had restrictions. And so there's just a lot of things, you know, you maybe you don't get that solitude at home now because your kids are having to do virtual school and they're there all Ex- day, oh, right? Exactly. You don't get that break. Exactly. So, you know, it's good and bad. It's good in that we can all, I think it's something that we can, it's good that we can all relate to one another, right? We we kind of all get it. Yeah, it, it, you are exactly right, especially because we are all experiencing something so similar with each other and similar frustrations. And this has become our new norm. And it, going back to the therapy sense is because you, if you were going to therapy prior to the pandemic, you were going face to face. And right. then it was shifted to a phone or a teleconference and, and all sorts of, of ways to be able to seek mental health treatment. Right. And then that's totally different. Yeah, completely totally different dynamic. Different. You know, and how it feels exactly it's different with body language and a hundred percent different than than being able to um, to work with someone in that capacity. So my thing is, you know, whenever we're 
we're dealing with with stress and as a collective, as a as a populace, and we're talking about this and we're getting out there and I'm thinking about certain things and and having to deal with homeschool. Um, I was in that boat too. I'm not a teacher. Uh, I mean, I could do. I mean, come on now, like I it, it just threw us all for a loop and everybody was doing the absolute best they could and it just you know me being essential and having kids and all that stuff everybody being in that same boat or the complete opposite of hey you can't leave you know and then we're just going to talk about ways to get away from what we kind of dove into which was our electronics and things like that we kind of went a little rogue there (laughs) (laughs) but we didn't i don't want to say we didn't have a choice but we kind of didn't you know there is one of like aside from spinning wool from our neighbor's sheep and knitting i don't really know what else we we could have done um (laughs) i just got a really weird bizarre visual of like a pinterest pen that's like crochet your own toilet paper i'm like why oh man (laughs) you remember that almost there do you remember that oh my god it was so random (laughs) i don't don't pinterest but oh yeah it was it was it was a ride it was uh, you were seeing some interesting trends there But that's, 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 (laughs) so it was not, (laughs) but it's just, it's where we are and how, how it is okay to get out there and play Frisbee as an adult. It's okay. (laughs) Why? Since when did that become a bad thing? I'm trying to get into disc golf right now. Like, right? Basically throwing Frisbees in metal trash cans. It is. I'm like, why, (laughs) why is that bad? I don't understand. You know, one of the things I will say last year when quarantine hit that really struck me on a positive note was I would sit out on my front porch and the number of people that were out and about walking. Oh, ex- oh exactly. Everybody oh, was out walking. It was like zombie land. Right? Because, I mean, when, yes. you're, when you're dealing with that stress of quarantine and not being able to go out to restaurants or stores or doing things, you got to get out. Like, you'll go stir crazy sitting in the house nonstop with the same people every day for months. Exactly. Right? So... People started getting out and riding bikes and walking more. And it was it was so cool. And that like, was actually just talking and like that's yes. one of the things I loved. I think that really was a benefit that I saw too. I have to hundred percent jump on board with that because the gyms were closed down right. completely. Um, which was, you know, like interesting. But we in in that aspect we found a way. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I was seeing that too, especially in my neighborhood. There's like whole packs of kids and families right. outside. Right. I'm like, okay, did did we just like go backwards? Because in one aspect, like we dove into it, but then in others, like we came back and like we're like, there's no cars. Yeah, everybody's just out in the road walking. You know, we right. were maintaining distance, but yeah. we're just out walking. It was like civilization to some degree it was so bizarre like shut down but it opened up this whole other it was like we went back to the sandlot <laughs> you know it was cool because i will say on my street we've kind of maintained that like that i think that was one of the things i, I thought was really neat was living on that street and kind of maybe knowing who some of your neighbors were but you don't really know your neighbors yeah. right and then the more you're outside last year during all of this, just to get out of the house and be able to do something, which is be out on the street riding mm-hmm. bikes and walking, we all started to get to know each other better. And so now, even though we're kind of getting back to more a little 
more normalcy and schedules and work and you know kids activities and sports and things i see that that throughout the week and especially on the weekends we all seem to kind of find time to congregate back out on the street and all talk to one another yeah. and hang out and it's it's really neat we've kind of found this new resolve which i think the generation before us would say that's not new that's what we used to do right like the generation before us that what is what we, we used to do what we did before electronics young whippersnapper that is that is what we used to do. But yeah, it is. I mean, that's what well, we did when well, we were kids, right? So, so I, you know, I like the result. When the dinosaurs were on the earth, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> as Dan would say, right. <laughs> But I, I like the resolve that we find. I like that we find ways to deal with stress and we don't even, we you know, we kind of work together to do it and we don't we don't call it stress relief. We don't say, hey, we're all going to meet outside on the for street our designated for our designated stress, stress, relief. stress relief, right? We don't label it. We just, we just do it. We find that resolve and we just do it. We make it happen. And you see how it, just that interaction and how you can see people's spirits kind of uplifted. I mean, they can kind of, you know, deprocess or what? What's the the word um, decompress right. from their day? They can mm-hmm. decompress from their day, and, mm-hmm. and, and and you know, and it's you know, it's like the street light comes on, and we're all going our separate ways, and it feels good. Like there's something about community that that definitely helps with stress relief. I I agree. There, it goes actually right back to what we just said: is you're not the only one experiencing it. Exactly. And we're social creatures. I mean, even if we're introverted, you know, you could just be sitting next to someone, not saying anything, and you still feel better because you're not alone. Right. We're not made to be that way. And so that's really kind of what comes out of this is, is whenever you're feeling some kind of way and you're stressed out and you need to take those couple of minutes, beware of what your negative behaviors are, your, your maladaptive coping skills. Okay. It just means bad. It just means negative. So whenever you're starting to isolate, whenever you're starting to eat too much, whenever you're starting to, you know, do other negative behaviors, addiction plays huge into this, Yeah. right? You hear it all the time. Oh, I need to go home and go do blah, blah, blah. Um, okay. Well, you know, that turns into every single night of the week and then now you're not coming to work. So you got to check yourself and, and be aware. Okay. Yes. I could take five minutes, but am I now locked in my office for hours and no one can find me? I need to check my stress. And here's another one too. Um, I'll out myself out about as well. Lack of control. You know, whenever I feel a lot of like out lack of control over situations it really doesn't matter what it is i start to organize things and just throw stuff away i don't care what it is like i can't just go marie condo everything and be like <laughs> oh no this stack of important papers does not keep me joy right. and i just can't just put it in the shred box those closest to me know like whenever i start organizing shampoo bottles and doing stuff like that <laughs> like i need to check my stress <laughs> that's crazy well it's true i know um, this about me can you come over next time you're no. stressed <laughs> no, I cannot. I'll it, feed that. No. Listen, I'm not just talking about organizing. I'm talking about like like to the degree where it can become maladaptive because yeah. I will become obsessed over it. And that's me and I know it. And so when I start feeling that or getting to that point, which I don't do much anymore, I go, oh, no, I take the step back and I start evaluating things going, OK, what do I what don't I need to worry about? Am yeah. I overthinking some things? All of that stuff. And I'm, I'm using me as an example here because stress. Yeah. So I think uh, my MO would, would be that I shut down when uh-huh. I'm stressed. And yeah, it's hard. It, I think Helena would call me out that I don't ask for help. 
right? When I'm stressed and I, I, I just kind of internalize and I, I shut down. And, and I think it's me trying to maintain control. And, and in my mind, I justify it by saying, well, I'm strategizing, right? It's like a oh, chess match oh, or it whatever. Is. It's I'm, 100% I'm trying chess. to strategize and figure out how to win, how to beat whatever this is that's stressing me how out. How dare you, right? You know, and I lose sight of the fact sometimes you just can't do things on your own. You need other people. And I, I find it very difficult to ask for help. And so I, I yeah. end up shutting down and internalizing everything and kind of go inside my own head. Yeah. I'm sorry that happens, but that's great <laughs> that you say that, you know, because like you got to take, take the check at yourself yeah. and it's, it's a hard look that you have to do because if you don't know what's going on with you, you know, you better. Yeah. Helena can be like, uh, you're doing that thing again. Yeah. But it's one of those things. It's like, if you don't know and you don't want to change it and you don't want to use anything else, then here you are just doing the same old thing over and over again. And there's no progression there. You want to do it because that part of your brain, you're like, oh man, I just really don't want to do this right now. Right. But prioritization, all of those things are coping skills. You know, <laughs> hey, guess yeah. what? I cannot do this today at all. Just period. It's just not going to happen. But that's going to segue into further conversations with boundary setting and things like that. No doubt. No doubt. So here we are. See, I see. I've already dropped down to like a four to a five now. Just talking about it. Just talking about it. I am glad that we worked through that today. Oh, thanks. Yeah, man. I think you needed it this morning, so it was it was good. <laughs> I mean, it just it really organically came up to talk about this this morning. So yeah, uh, yeah, good time. Thank you for listening. We drop new episodes every Monday and Friday, as well as bonus episodes throughout the month. So be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review and be sure to share the podcast with your friends. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching The Recovery Mile, as well as on our Anchor page, anchor.fm backslash The Recovery Mile. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, 12 Oaks Recovery. If you or someone you know is in need of help for substance use or mental health, please call 12 Oaks Recovery at 1-800-622-1255.